Ash and Richie's Daily Takeaway. I, I feel a bit unhinged because something weird has happened to me today. I got pooed on by a bird at Leon Sea Station. I can't remember the last time I got pooed on by a bird. Are you sure it wasn't a vulture? Because, Size I mean, of it. what has happened to you is quite astonishing. So, I was sitting down. I, I was ahead of the train for once. Normally, I'm running late. So, I thought, oh, you know, I'll have a latte. Sat down, folded my legs, drinking this latte, looked down. And at some point, uh, a massive bird must have just done a, a whopper on, on the inside of my thigh. It looks like moose. And I've then folded my legs into it, so I've got it on, like... Shroud of Turin on the other side of my legs. <laughs> and I haven't got anything to get rid of it off, so I had to get the uh, lid of my water bottle and individually scoop bits of poo off my leg before I got on the train. Oh. And just as an aside, right, this is a knock-on effect, the butterfly effect of this. Uh, because I, I stunk of poo, mm-hmm. I didn't want the chicken and, and mushroom slice that I'd bought. Fair enough, you so can I, turn off that. I thought yeah. I'll have that later on, so I left it in my bag, and what it's done is the the uh, like the like steam and, and the grease from the pasty has left yet another Shroud of Turin-like uh, picture on the side of my laptop case and ruined oh. that. So it's just had a knock-on effect. It's an absolute nightmare. So, first of all, just to deal with a couple of things, that's not lucky. A lot of people have been tweeting me saying that's lucky. That's not lucky. It's not, because the butterfly effect was the greasy stain on your tablet thing. So. And that cost me a load of money, so exactly, you've got to get a new one. Yeah. So that's not lucky. No. Secondly, let's put it to some good use then. First hour of home time this evening, let's have your stories of when animals have done their business on you. Whether it's like run of the mill, like a seagull or whatever's got me, right the way through to like even spitting. You know, was it which, which animal spit? Is it a llama? Llamas and um, camels, and I believe goats spit as Do, well. Yeah. So if animals have done a bit, I mean, I remember going to like there was like a safari park just outside Bristol, and they had like a llama in there. It was notorious for gobbing at people. Imagine being like that. Imagine being known for gobbing. So uh, as a caveat, umbrella title for this particular topic is it projectile animal fluid? What is it? Anything, anything where an animal's done its business or left some form of uh, uh, a mark on you. <laughs> So, for example, Joe says, heading into my GCSE English exam, stood outside the hall and got hit by a seagull in front of everyone. It was so powerful, it was like an assassination. We kind of need the grade uh, of the following exam just to see the whole luck thing. Well, yeah, work out whether the luck thing works or not. So, have a little think about it. If you've ever, you've got a good story of an animal doing that to you, we want to hear about it tonight on the show. What a start. Gary says, I rescued a tortoise that was in the road in Turkey. I picked it up to move it, and it weed all over my foot, and I was wearing flip-flops. Thank you for that, Gary. Uh, this text says, after a Sunday league game of football, we went to my mate's house after he told us he had a California king snake. He got out to feed it, and I said... Can I handle it? I've never held a snake before. The other mate said the same. He was sitting next to me and it started slithering over towards him across his legs and it did a poo across his light-coloured jeans. I didn't know snakes did that. They must have to get it out somehow. But I, I, I'm the same as you. Where does that come out of? Right at the end of the snake? Yeah, like a little, little tiny little line. Um, this is grim. I hope you're not eating. Uh, Rachel texts, my daughter has a horse. It caught strangles, which oh is uh, something that causes... It's bad di- stuff. <laughs> disgusting mucus. Oh, dear. And boils. He- oh. <laughs> so awful. Like I said, I hope you're not eating. He snotted into her open mouth while, coughing, <laughs> while coughing oh, with right. it. That is so awful. She still has the horse. I was going to get the, the horse then, that is it now. That's the end of the text. Uh, we've got Paul on the line. Paul, tell us your story, please. So, many years ago, uh, we took my grandma down to Wales, and I can't remember the name of the uh, zoo or wherever we were, but she is stood there at the fence, and she's calling this tiger across, like you would call a cat, you know, like... Amazingly, it wanders across, turns around, tail shoots up, 
and out of the blue, it sprays her or sends her. The only thing I can say is sends her. Um, we are flying down the motorway, windows open all the way home, and we have to put the jacket out. Uh, never again, nothing gets tiger spray out wow. close. What does it smell? What does it smell like, tiger scent, like that scent of a tiger? I can't describe it. You know, you don't want to know. <laughs> I would imagine you never had any cats in your back garden for a long while. Yeah, oh my God, yes. Oh, dear, that would be brilliant, wouldn't it? That's a really good idea. Good I need to bottle it because I'm getting foxes pooing on our doorstep on a daily basis. <laughs> oh, dear me. Yeah, never again, never again. I've told to stay away from zoos and safari parks. Uh, this text says I went to Chesington World of Adventures. There were a group of us, and they'd been flirting with a girl all day. We heard a lot of laughing coming from an animal pen. We went over, and they were watching a gorilla stroke ape. He rummaged around in his straw and grabbed a lump of poo and threw it square in my face. The girl didn't want to know after that. That's pretty bad. Uh, Lisa, where were you? What happened? Right. We was in Anglesfest in the summer, and I'm trotting along, eating my buses, as you do, near Bowmaris Pier. Next thing, I screamed because I thought I'd been mugged, and there was a flock of seagulls above me flying off with my buses. Just to confirm, because it's a bit of a bad line, you, you're in Anglesey, you're having, a, you're having a sarnie or a butty or whatever, and then a seagull is taken out of your hand. It has. So that was the mugging? That was the mugging. I thought I was being mugged, so I screamed, and there was lots of people sat outside the two pubs. <laughs> I nearly wet myself because I was laughing, because everybody was looking at me. <laughs> what sandwich was it, out of curiosity? It was a lemon pepper chicken sandwich. It was delicious. So I was fuming. <laughs> uh, if you follow me on Twitter, at Bush on the Radio, I have a little look at the photo I've posted then of the bird poo on my leg. Uh, Gnarly Dude says, having looked at it, so still trying to pull off the turnips? I am. I can't do turnips. <laughs> Don't worry, everywhere, other people do turnips. They look good. For me, I just look like I've got, I've got problems. <laughs> got problems at home. Uh, but a lot of people have been suggesting uh, tonight is the night to go and get a scratch card because apparently bird poo on you is good luck. So, I, you know, I, I, I am partial to the odd scratch card. Maybe tonight's the night. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. A few days ago, found out uh, that you have to use up your non-barcoded stamps by the 31st of January next year. So I'm thinking to myself, oh, I didn't know that. I had a look at my wallet. There was one non-barcoded stamp left in there. And we thought, let's use this to write to a hometime pen pal. So yesterday, no letters, which is fair enough, because it's like the day after. Exactly. You would have heard the home time show and thought to yourself, I'm going to rush out and write a letter to the boys. Yeah. So nothing comes the next day. Yeah, fair enough. Here we are two days on, <laughs> and it started to flood in. Yeah, and it's good, because we don't, you know, you don't, in this day and age where people email and stuff, you don't normally get letters or anything, do no, you, you at all? No, uh, So let's be open and upfront about this. Uh, day two... Three letters. I'll take that. Yeah, exactly. Now, one of them, I think you'd... That's, that's like card-shaped, isn't it? It's quite quite a heft to that. It's quite heavy. So we'll get to that one in a second. Save that for a bit. Now, we've got two here. Um, this one, um, obviously the whole thing is stamp-related. In the top right corner, they've drawn a stamp. Oh, that's that's my uh, initial red flag <laughs> with that. Do you want to open that one? Oh, thanks. <laughs> if you've identified a red flag, I think you should open that And they've one. spelt your, your name R-I-C-H-I. Richie, with an I, like Andy Peters. To be honest, every single person has spelt my name wrong. Doesn't have a T in it. Isn't okay? that weird how so many people do that? Because right. Richard, Richard doesn't have a T in it. Yeah. Why would you put a T in Richie? OK, so anyway. here we go. Here's the first one, then. It really annoys me. Um, <laughs> right. 
I, I think we can't use that one. <laughs> OK. <laughs> Put it to one side, I'll have a look at it. No, I'll tell it. I'll look I would it. say that's an, just your average unusual letter that might have accidentally turned up at the same time as <laughs> us talking about pen pals. Hey, yeah, we can't. <laughs> can't use that. There's no use whatsoever. Just pass it to the uh, producer. You'll hear another laugh in a second. Yeah. <laughs> Put that one in the, um, the red flag That's box. not our pen pal, is it? That's not a pen pal. If that's our pen pal, one of us ain't going to come back. OK, letter number two. Come on, letter also number two. Also spelt wrong. Uh, wow. Sent, sent on pink paper. Fantastic. OK, Bush and Richie, in response to your request for a hometown pen pal, I thought this was a perfect excuse to lose up the last sheeps of my Osmonds fan club writing paper from 1975. <laughs> got a live wire. We've got a live wire. <laughs> I found this in the loft during the summer. I probably won't be the first listener to get their letter to you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to believe this. Again, this writing paper is 47 years old and the sticker is the only one I have left. Smile. An Osmond's smile. Wow. My husband, John, and I both love the show. Best wishes, Linda from Cambridge. Linda's in the frame. <laughs> Linda is in the frame because that other one isn't. How do we describe this going into opening the final letter that we've had in so far for the pen pal thing? Does it hang in the balance? Because um, it's early days, isn't it? I'd say the pressure is on what we're about to open because I've been reflecting on what we opened earlier, the first uh, pen pal letter that came through. And you have to... You have to remember, Linda has used her oh, yeah. last piece of Osmond's fan club writing paper. That's, an, that's a lovely thing to have done. It is. You know, it's a sacrifice on Linda's behalf. So um, the pressure is on this this final one to be opened because otherwise I say it has to be Linda. So what are, we, are you going to be... Is it like today? You're deciding today? <laughs> <laughs> or will there be any more time? All right, we'll, we'll, give, we'll give one more day. One more day before one more we, day before of we post decide. to arrive tomorrow. But looking forward to this one. This one's got a kind of card vibe about it. It feels like, you know, like you might get a gift card from your auntie. It's definitely got a bit of heft and weight. Was that, how was that, that noise like for you? All right. <laughs> Not good. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's like it's a card that's been made. Wow. People, I like, people are really going for it, like try and capture our imaginations, which is good. Right, here we go. Oh, my goodness. Yep. It's War and Peace. A lot of writing going on. Oh, it's tiny writing. <laughs> tiny writing. I have to get my glasses. Tiny writing. Um, and uh, there's a picture. There's a uh, a postcard of a Brussels sprout. Okay. <laughs> um... And we're going to be writing to this person, right? <laughs> it's but... a postcard of uh, a t uh, the Tyrannosaurus Rex fighting a Triceratops. Do you worry that we might have let ourselves in for a bit of trouble here? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um... Do I read this out live? Should I have proofread it? There's all sorts of discussions that should have been uh, had here. Give us, give us a top line. Dear Bush and Richie, and the rest of the Home Time Show staff. Well, Where are they? Just Nick. Okay. Literally just Nick. And Rianne. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Rianne. Hi, Rianne. Behind me. I do block a lot out. Uh, I'm so happy you decided to have a pen pal-themed segment in the show, as I love pen palling. I would love for more people to pick up the hobby. It's such a fun pastime and you get to meet wonderful people. I love the show and, of course, the indie disco too. I'm a huge fan of stamp collecting. I have a lot of stamps. Nice. Can't actually use any more. Naturally, your last stamp will go in your collection. I don't have them. I collect a lot of things people usually find boring, including postcards, which I got started on because of a lady at a bookshop I worked at donating old postcards. I like that. I, I, he's obviously quite a very character. Who is this person? They left the name at the end? Erin. 
Wow, that's the name a my name eldest daughter. That is dear to you. It is indeed. So Erin and Linda at the moment in the frame. Up, yeah, they are indeed. Well, let's see what happens tomorrow, and then we'll have to make a ruling. So give the address one more time because this is this is just lovely to receive letters from you lot anyway, isn't it? Shut down the tab. Hold on. Absolute Radio, <laughs> One Golden Square, London, W1F9DJ. You've remembered it. What I do is I get my board games sent here, so my other <laughs> half doesn't realise I've bought them. Come and write us a letter. But we need to talk chocolate right now. Big have you, news. Have you brought some in? No, I, I oh, okay. haven't. I haven't. Uh, but I could do tomorrow, and it won't have any bounties in it, uh, because big news in the run-up to Christmas. Celebrations, the variety tub of chocolates, have announced that bounty bars are being removed uh, from the celebration tubs in a trial for this Christmas. Was this some kind of sick joke? No, it's not a sick joke. I, I love bounties. Bounties are brilliant. I love bounties. Uh, they did their own um, survey, and 40% of people people hate them. Really? That's what it says. Really? Uh, they go on to say 18% of people would feel irritated to find only bounty bars were left in a tub and 58% of people believe it would lead to a family argument. See, I want to know what, what does that leave in there, right? Because I'm sure there's other sweets that could have gone. Do you know what um, I mean? So they have said that these tubs will now include uh, additional rest of the chocolates. So that is Mars, right. Snickers, right. Milky Way, Fine. Galaxy okay. and Maltesers. The other lot are pretty good. <laughs> exactly. It Look, suddenly stacks against the bounty. This winds me up a bit, right? Because if, if this is a PR stunt, right? You know, like, you remember, um, who was it? Pizza Hut were going to just be Pasta Hut for a bit. Oh, yeah. And then they changed their mind whilst everyone yeah. had talked about it. <laughs> that Right, so if that is what it is, they're playing with fire here. Because I've had quite a lot of messages, because we put this on Twitter, there's a lot of other bounty lovers out there <laughs> that can be quite miffed off. Do you know what I mean? One final statistic for you that... Um, oh, do I read this? Did just do it. Did, go on, please. Polling suggests bounties are really popular with older consumers, with 38% of over 55s choosing it as their preferred bar. All right, that's me done and dusted, <laughs> doesn't it? Thanks. <laughs> Mrs J says, what's going on? First the end of the Ford Fiesta and now no bounty in celebrations. Steve's texted saying, I don't know if I'm more outraged about the removal of bounty or that they believe anyone over the age of 55 is an older consumer. Yeah, stick a little copy of Saga in there as well. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. We have the Hometime Film Club underway now. Uh, it's been a big foodie week on the show uh, with uh, the Toasty Tuesday debuting with the big success of the Toasted ravioli sandwich uh, on Tuesday evening. Uh, so, with that in mind, a foodie film would be great to be chosen tonight. The reason I'm particularly uh, going to need your help is uh, what I've got put forward uh, is contentious to say the least. Under Siege uh, with Steven Seagal and Tommy Lee Jones and the great Gary Boosie uh, from 1992. Why is this a foodie film? Well, obviously, Steven Seagal plays uh, uh, the... Uh Shifts, um, the, the ship's uh, chef on the boat. You've got Erica Alaniac bursting out of the cake halfway through the movie. It's, it's clearly all about food and nothing else. Uh, if you've got a better suggestion uh, for a, a film that is all about food, want to hear about it, uh, to Ian and the many other people that are sending messages along the lines of something a bit more off the wall, but how about Sausage Party? No. It's an awful movie. Awful movie. Uh, Christopher, surely it could be any of the American Pie series. Just because it's got it in the title doesn't make it about food. It features heavily in the first one, certainly not to be eaten. Uh, Vicky, uh, what is your suggestion for a movie tonight, then? Yeah, it's Chef 
it was released in 2014, and it's just an absolutely brilliant, feel-good film, in my opinion. Now, this is John Favreau, isn't it? So many yeah. people are suggesting this, Vicky, and I haven't seen it, so give me like a 10, 15-second idea of what it's about. Uh, yeah, so it's a restaurant owner who basically has a meltdown, which is brilliant, and you just have to see it for that alone. Restaurant owner that has a meltdown. I'm getting uh, I'm getting Basil 40 vibes. Going to have to give it a go, Vicky. Excellent. Good work. You won't regret it. Fried green tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe from Nikki. Breakfast Club, says Vicky. I mean, it's in the title. It's not really the movie. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, says Danielle, in brackets, 1971. Very definite about which version she wants to put forward. Uh, the Founder, says Martin, which I think is that film uh, with uh, Michael Keaton and uh, McDonald's, which I haven't seen, but I want to see that. It's meant to be really, really good. Uh, Tracy, what are you putting forward? Ratatouille. Ratatouille, a Disney classic. Have you watched it? <laughs> I, it has been on many, many times in my presence uh, to keep children quiet. I don't I think, hand on heart, that I have, I have sat all the way through it personally. Oh, you really should. It is such a good movie. Really, it is. Is there any great songs in it? Disney is so good for their songs in their films as well. I think everything is good about it. I mean, even the other day I was saying to my 18-year-old son, we were trying some new food, and I said, oh, this reminds me of that scene in Ratatouille where he's trying the cheese and the strawberries. It's just really such a good movie. Would your 18-year-old son still sit down and watch Ratatouille now? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't get him to sit down and watch anything because he plays computer games. <laughs> All right, Ratatouille, it's a strong suggestion. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you. I put forward under siege. Nick says it is a magnificent selection. Uh, every other line seems to be an expression of incredulity about he's just a chef. It's also a magnificent unintentional comedy. How dare you, Nick? Uh, by sheer volume of suggestions, uh, it has to be Chef starring John Favreau. Whether it's your Facebook messages, your tweets, or your texts, so many people going with this. I've not seen it. Our producer. Nick is vouching for it, uh, saying that chefs say that this is the most realistic depiction of being in a kitchen uh, that movies have ever done. It's got a spin-off show on Netflix called The Chef Show, uh, which Nick says he's actually cooked recipes from watching. It has to be the film tonight. So Jean Favreau's chef is the pick for the Hometime Film Club. The Daily Takeaway. Russian Richie's Daily Takeaway.